1: It is 11 a.m. right here on a Wednesday,
2: right here on Southern Fried Sports. Joe Gaither filling in for Travis Ryer. He's out on vacation in Montana, visiting the sun with the Chocolate Lady out there. I think they were out at a uh, uh, where's Old Faithful? What, what, what's the national park for Old Faithful? Anyway, he's out in Montana. Uh, he was seeing the guys are riding some horses, getting some wildlife action in. So I'll be filling in for for Travis today. Joe Gaither, follow me on the Twitter at Joe Gaither six. You can send all your comments, questions, queries, and complaints there. we got a lot to talk about this week, uh, today. Uh, Get another busy Wednesday. But first, I want to remind you that today's program is brought to you by Peterbrook Chocolatier. Head on over there today at 1530 McFarland Boulevard East, right over by Southern Ale House. Uh, They have all your sweet treats and all your goodies. The chocolate-covered popcorn, the caramel apple is my personal favorite. I've said it before, is the chocolate-covered espresso beans. So good. Get you a little chocolate. Get you a little uh, pep in yourself. A little energy. Crunchy. I love them. Give them a call today. Peterbrook Chocolate 752 Two zero five seven five two zero two one one. I'm joined in the studio Whoa. by my man Tab Bystrik, and on the other side, J R Moore and Whoa. James Ogletree or Whoa. James Ludeman.
3: That's not the right name.
2: I not got a, I got a lot of Jameses. I got do. three. A lot of Js. Every if, if you don't if your name doesn't start with a J, you can't work here.
3: And we don't like you at all. Yeah,
2: exactly. The interns whose names start with Jay, I like. The interns whose names don't start with Jay, you're you're the black sheep.
3: You're going to get fired next week. Get ready.
2: <laughs> don't tell them I need them. Oh,
3: come, on. <laughs> come on. You don't need them.
2: I, I do. I do. I do. So get involved in the show today by calling that Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line 205-342-9904. And tweet us at Tide One Hundred Nine or at Joe Six or at James Ludeman or at JR Moore Roll Tide. And then
3: Tab, you are you on Twitter? I am not on Twitter. Why be- not? Because in college I did some dumb, pretty dumb things on Twitter, so uh, I had to delete it. You know,
2: yeah, that's what you get a burner account for.
3: You know what, man? I can't get a burner account. I, know, I gotta I, be me. I, I gotta be real. I tried one
2: of those one time, and it, I lasted about three days, and I was like, this feels not weird it, one. Bit. This feels weird, and so I was just like, nah, I'm just gonna get rid of this guy.
3: I get it, man. I get it. What's on the menu today? Okay,
2: on the menu today is what's, since it's Southern Fried Sports, what's your favorite fried food? Oh. You're asking me right now? I mean, I got a bunch of lists fried chicken, fried Oreos, fried cheesecake, mozzarella sticks, french fries, fried, fried shrimp, Oreos. What's Southern? Onion rings. Fried everything is, is, is uh, okay, Southern. Okay, okay. French fries, beignets, funnel cakes. We got basketball on the menu. We had a. Uh, That's yummy. Yeah, Miami Heat. Pulled away from the Celtics in overtime last night to win Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals. We had Game Seven of Western Conference Semifinals. The Nuggets, the Nikola Jokic, the big old do- doughy. He looks like a he looks like a loaf of bread out he there. Is. He looks like a lo- loaf of bread out there. Uh, he they ended up coming through with a Game Seven, a Game Seven victory. So they're going to take on the Lakers.
3: Do you know who he kind of reminds me of? Is Shrek from the whole like <laughs> Pixar movies and stuff like that? He's a doughy dude.
2: He is doughy. He looks like a weird... But he lost a bunch of weight going into uh, going into uh, the, well, the bubble. So, But he still kind of looks has that weird face. This is a Tab by streak, my guy. I don't know if anybody said that before or if anybody heard that earlier. I thought I did it. I thought I introduced you. You did, man.
3: Are you losing your memory? What's going on?
2: Oh, no. Uh, my producer told me to reintroduce you, and okay. now they're playing the Nebraska fight song. Oh, they
3: are. I can't hear it. Have you guys heard Here, it? There you go. Let me hear it. Come on. Lay it on here now there we go i'm just so yeah. happy to see big 10 football is coming back i know it's not southern but big 10 football ohio state penn state michigan nebraska do you know the words to the nebraska fight song there's no place like nebraska da, 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 da. that song go huskers nebraska Woo! but you got to
2: be excited as sec why?
3: Yes, you
2: guys have your competition
3: back, man. Our competition, what? Yeah. Our whole competition lies right here in the SEC. You we must don't be, care about y'all. You must be smoking some crack, okay? You got the ACC and that's all you guys got. But we after don't the care Big about 10? the ACC. Oh, come on. Pull your head out of your butt. Listen to me. The SEC needs why? the Big Ten. And that's a fact. You why? know this. Why? We're the only conference that gives you guys a run why? for your money. Why? 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 You're asking me why? Remember Ohio. When's, St- when's the last time a, a, a Big Ten team won a national championship? Oh, gosh. I don't know.
2: By 2014. I do remember. Ohio State, 2014. Sugar Bowl, man. I remember that game. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott ran all over Ooh. the Alabama Crimson Tide. I love it, don't you? Uh, no, that was a that was a bad evening for me. But ever since then, but I'll tell you this, it's made me fall in love with Ezekiel Elliott ever since then. He's
3: an animal, man. I'm telling you.
2: Yes, he's incredible. He's incredible. And, I, and always pick him on my fantasy teams. You should, you should man. Speaking of fantasy teams, do you know whose fantasy teams in the cellar already after week one in a, in the Title 109 league? Is it me?
3: It is me, right? Yeah. Hey, you know what? My QB was uh, Phillips Rivers, you know, passed for nearly 400 yards, only put up 12 points. Who would have thought? Only 12 points. That's sad, man. That's depressing. I don't like
2: that. I'll trade you Joe Burrow. You want Joe, Joe Burrow?
3: How about you give me Joe Burrow and who's your running back? Uh, who do? Oh, Chris Carson and Saquon Barkley. You Saquon had a horrible week, but I'll take him.
2: Oh, uh, I don't think so. Oh, we're, come we're on. We're gonna ride through Saquon.
3: I'll give you a donut for him. Okay. A donut? Yeah, one donut. It, it better be a dozen. Ooh.
2: So, Tab, we got a, some technical issues on the other side. Our our microphone went out on the other side in the middle of Gary Harris's show, and so I'm a little aggravated about that. You know anything about mics? I have a cousin named Mike. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Get your cousin on the on the line and have him come down here. Pro what, from Nebraska?
3: He is in Papillion, Nebraska, middle of nowhere. Do they know about technology? Do, do they all have the internet in Nebraska? No, we're still in the first season of uh, Dukes of Hazard. Man, we're pretty stoked about that. All right. All right. Well, you know, Dukes of Hazard isn't really kosher,
2: kosher, ex- uh, culturally. Excuse me, culturally acceptable anymore with the uh, with the. With, with, uh, well, the the car that they're driving around the big old, the big old yeah. car with with the, with the with the Confederate flag on it,
3: dude. Here's my thing. Got to get rid of it. Cancel. So you're many, canceled. No, there's so many snowflakes out there. Just get over it, please. It you're, was a TV show.
2: You're canceled if you're rocking that Confederate. flag. Canceled. All right, so you're excited for the Big Ten return. And everybody else, if you're if you're a college football fan, I know I was giving my buddy Tab a little hell there, but I am excited too. More college football is more for is better for everybody. Whether we think the Big Ten can win a national title or not, that doesn't matter. It's just more more content, more programming, better games to watch. You're gonna get your Ohio State, Michigan. You're probably gonna get your Michigan, Michigan State. You're gonna get your Ohio State Penn State. You'll see your eye. You know what? Maybe Iowa and Iowa State playing in separate conferences. Maybe they can get together and play an exhibition at the end of the year. Kind of kind of re up that rivalry that they were upset about losing this year. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, for the people who are upset that they're coming back, I don't understand it. Why? Why are you why would you be upset uh, for more football? I know that there are people that say, oh, you shouldn't have changed your mind. You should have stuck to your guns. What medical information changed? Not very, probably not very much medical information changed yeah. uh, between what was it, first of August and, and now. They said they were going to cancel and, and now. But we have shown, you know, there, 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 you've seen four weeks now of Alabama high school football, you've seen two weeks of college football. We're going into our third. You've seen one week of the NFL. So we're showing that it can be done. Mm-hmm. We're showing that it can be taken care of. You know, in high school, here's here's what it's going to go like. In, in Alabama, you've got high you've got high school going on. It's been four weeks now, and you've had teams that are forfeited because hey, we've got too many COVID cases. We can't make the trip. We don't we don't have a team. Yada yada yada. We're protecting our players. We're taking a forfeit. Hueytown, a uh, team in one of our regions, uh, forfeited two weeks it's because and, and they just they bit the bullet. We're forfeiting two weeks because our players have COVID. Brookwood team in our area, they ended up uh, sitting down twelve players and the head coach because of contact tracing. So these are programs that are doing it right. You you might have to you might see that in college football this year, but I'll tell you this: at the end of the year, we're going to have an Alabama State champion in every single class, every uh, from class one A to seven to six A, seven uh, A. Excuse me. Uh, and same for for college football you might have an SEC team that says, you know what, we just can't play this week. We're, we have to forfeit, or we have to cancel, or we have to uh, postpone and you know, move around dates here and there. But at the end of the year, we will have an SEC champion. Will it be Alabama? Will it be Georgia? Will it be LSU? I mean, We can't say that right now, because you never know how the virus is going to hit different teams. You heard Ed Orgeron yesterday saying roughly... He says roughly the entire LSU roster has already had COVID. So I think he sees that as an advantage that they're going not they're not gonna have to uh, deal with it the rest of the year, but I don't know that the science quite backs him up on that. but my, my, my point there, my point there is is at the end of the year we will have an SEC champion. Ideally, Alabama gets all 10 games in, but you know it might we might end up only playing nine. We might end up playing eight because of circumstances. Why not the Big 10 get in, in on this? You don't have to play every single game. If you got a team that is uh if you got a team that's okay, we've got a bunch of cases we can't play this week. We're concerned. Our head coaches is, 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 has has the covid. Our quarterback and you know, we got big big name players who have the covid. Just take your forfeit, come back in 2 weeks. You don't have to cancel the whole season. Exactly. Now, will you still be in championship consideration? Probably not, but you still played your season. You're still Making what money that you can because you know let's be real, college football is a cash cow across the nation. And so to even have if you if you get rid of it as a whole, you're creating a massive, massive massive hole uh, financially for these athletic budgets, these athletic uh, associate these athletic programs budgets. If you can play and get in sixty percent of the season, seventy percent of the season, eighty, 90 or even the full ten game slate or eight for the big ten, for the big ten. Then you do that, you take your money and you say, "You know what? We're going to have a normal normal year next year."
3: From going from the Big 10 not playing any football at all playing some games right now, I'll take two games. Give me two Big 10 games and I'm happy. That's all I want to see. So
2: if you only had two Big 10 t- Big 10 games, who are you watching?
3: Oh man, I want to see Ohio State, Penn State, and Minnesota Michigan. Those are the games to watch. You're not I'm seeing any me. of the Nebraska? Dude, I- Hear me out. Nebraska is in the rebuilding phase, and I respect it. We're not the greatest team. Hell, we're not in the top five in the Big Ten or six. I want to watch true competitors play their game, and two great coaches go at it, and that's what I love about football. And I'm so, so happy Big Ten is going to happen this year.
2: I am too, and I hope that uh, people who are upset and people who are unhappy can get off uh, the Big Ten's back and just just enjoy more football, more but content, back, baby. Come more on. content. I'm I I'm a content lover. I will take more, not less. I'm the guy who will watch your cruddy game. You know who, who's the Friday night game this week? It's really bad. I'm looking it up right now. The Friday night game this week in college football is as my as my internet loads up. It's really bad. I uh, Campbell and Coastal Carolina.
4: <laughs> it's really bad.
2: Uh, but you know what? Oh, actually, I'll be at a high school game. But when I get back, I'm gonna watch highlights from that game. I'll be I'll be at a high school game. I'm going to Marbury and Central High School. But for those who aren't going to high school games, why not watch
3: Central Campbell and Coastal Carolina? But don't sleep on Coastal Carolina. They just beat Kansas. Les Miles' team. That team doesn't look too shabby. I mean, if you want to
2: watch a good, if you want to watch a team, I, I, I if you're hungry for football, like we all say we are like we all say we've been starving for doesn't matter that, what team no give me football give me content i don't care if they're from lower division tech or or you know fcs FBS. i don't care what division they're in give me football put high school football on my tv as much as you can soak it up and enjoy it all right if you got a thought on the big 10 please call the peterbrook chocolatier studio line 205 342 Nine nine zero four. We're going to take a break, but when we get back, we're going to talk to an. I talked to yesterday. Uh, Gordo's head coach Ryan Lawley. They're four and zero. Well, today we're going to keep the love going in the high schools. We're talking to Northridge head coach Mike Mike Vickery, and they're four and zero as well. They're one went away from clinching a uh, playoff spot, something they haven't done in quite some time. And I want to hear about uh Northridge, the Jaguars. I want to ask him. A, 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 let's ask him about Savannah Ryer, Ooh. Travis's daughter can we do that yeah sure why not okay. travis likes to keep it about the family she, i know she kicked she kicked for for northridge i'll i'll ask him if she if he was the kicker or if he was the coach when she was the kicker back then we'll ask him about another one of our host children you know, uh, Martin Houston's son play is, is apparently a pretty good little ball player for the North, Northridge Jaguars.
3: He's a bad little fullback, man. He's a freak of nature. So he's
2: we'll ask him. we'll ask Mike Vickery about him, and we'll ask him about what the, you know what what he's expecting for the rest of the year. If they they've got Brookwood this Friday night. They're going on the road to Brookwood, uh, and if they win that, they'll be in the playoffs. So we'll see how he's feeling about the year uh, and how they've been dealing with COVID nineteen and going through everything that they've been going through. Uh, You're listening to Southern Fried Sports. When we come back, it'll be Mike Vickery from the Northridge Jaguars right here on Tide 100.9.
0: Cloudy and breezy with periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 75. Tonight's low, 65. Tomorrow, rain ending during the morning. Maybe some clearing late in the day, the high, 78. And a beautiful day on Friday, partly to mostly sunny, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide.
2: Welcome back in to Southern Fried Sports. It's a beautiful Wednesday. We haven't had the, the uh, Hurricane Sally rain that we were expecting to have quite yet. But uh, we're, our, our thoughts and prayers are out there with the people in Gulf, in the Gulf Coast uh, in Gulf Shores who are dealing with all that rain and all that wind and all that damage. We hope and pray that uh, no lives are lost and that uh, all the damage can be replaced and repaired. I want to thank Travis Ryer for giving me a little seat to spread my wings and try to try to uh, get a little better at this craft. I want to thank all you guys out there who are listening. Uh, call us into the show on the Peter Brook Chocolatier studio line, 205-342-9904, and stop by Peter Brook Chocolatier today and let them know how uh, much you love Travis's show. Uh, we are we got a poll up on the Tide 109 Twitter just as kind of a joke. Well, what's your favorite fried food? Put up French fries, fried Oreos, fried pickles, or choose your own. Personally, I cannot beat fried chicken, but fried Oreos might be right behind it. Onion rings are up there for me. I'm a big—just uh, all things fried. Just drop it in the fryer, pop it out, and let me eat it. I-, I-, I love it. All right, so we talked a little bit about the Big Ten's decision earlier in the last segment, and I think that's going to be really good for, for college football as a whole. They're going to come back to, to to play on October 24th, apparent, apparent, ru- rumorly, apparently. We're still waiting on the official official reports and official announcement to come down from the Big Ten— But um, Jim Harbaugh said he could have his team ready to play in two in two weeks, Uh, and the Nebraska president said that they are about to announce announce a schedule. The Wisconsin athletic uh, the Wisconsin chancellor said that they are uh, hoping for a delayed season. So it looks like everything all the train is headed down the track. Uh, I said we were going to come back and talk to Mike Vickery, the head coach of the Northridge Jaguars. We're still uh, working on getting Coach Vickery. We'll get with him, and when we do, we'll be happy to uh, do the, to t- chat with him and let you know about his Jaguars. Uh, I want to talk about the, the NBA last night. NBA was really exciting. Now, I'll be honest. I haven't watched every game all uh, in the bubble, but I knew we were going to have a big doubleheader night last night. I knew that we were going to have the Celtics in, in the heat playing their first game of the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's a pretty pretty, you know, It's an underrated rivalry. The Heat and the Celtics, Miami and Boston, don't get along in any sport. So I wanted to see how that would turn out. And then we had the Game Seven Nuggets and Clippers. See if see if Kawhi could get back into the uh, West, get back to the Western Conference Finals, and uh, take on his buddy LeBron. Uh, We'll get into the NBA discussion in just a moment. We'll get it, but uh, my producers have done a great job, and we have Coach Mike Vickery on the line. Yeah, give it to me, Mike Vickery, head coach of your Northridge Jaguars. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for joining me today. How are you doing today?
5: Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I sorry, a little late joining. Oh, that. that is a okay.
2: Uh, a coach's work is never done.
5: <laughs> it's bad. We we had a, a little bit of a, a storm down south, and still have a house there. So I was actually been on the phone trying to get some info uh, on our on our house down south, oh. and uh, um, I, and I missed the phone call, so I apologize. Oh,
2: don't nothing to apologize at all. Uh, well, on a human interest level, is the house okay?
5: Well, we don't know yet. I, I, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. We've got it sold, so it, it would be really bad if it's not okay because I will be out a lot of money. Oh, so I'm pulling for. I'm pulling for it's okay.
2: Well, we will pray for you and, and pull for you as well with that. Uh, we'll pray that your your, your house is a okay and your sale can go on through.
5: Absolutely, I appreciate it. Yeah, no
2: problem. So we'll get into a little football discussion, and I'll just start right here with what What are your overall thoughts on the season so far? Given what you and your team has gone through so far, you're four uh, and zero, kind of off a te- weird summer. What are your thoughts on on the season so far?
5: Well, I, I think you know, it's positive. Everything's been positive with the, with our with our summer um, getting back. You know, our kids were very anxious to get back. They did a great job, all um, you know, through March, April, May of staying engaged with coaches through online, you know media and, and, and working out on their own and, and doing some different things. And I think it, it paid off early. I think we were, we've been in a, a situation where our guys were in uh, a, a shape and they were, they were ready to go when the season started and, and, um, you know, not not where we want to be, not where we typically are, but I think we were in, in, in better shape um, physically than, um, than a lot of people. So, uh, you know, everything's been positive. We, you know, always want to start fast, uh, since the tone for the year and, and the biggest thing is two two big region games, two big region wins, and um, you know our kids are excited about that.
2: What would you say has been the toughest part of having your team ready to start off the season with so many obstacles?
5: Well, I, I think as coaches, you're you're kind of stuck in you know everything is regimented. You want routine. You want you know you want to be able to set a schedule um, that lasts from you know June to, to December. Of this is what time we are practicing, this is what time this is happening. This this this. And I think we've had to really adjust. Each week it's been a little bit different. You know, we're starting with online school. You have virtual classes on some days, some days you're in. So there's been a lot of moving parts each week. It kind of feels like we're a little unorganized at times because we're kind of having to change time time of day that we're practicing and things such as that. It um, uh, seems like weekly. So I think just being able to manage that, that little adversity of just, of just the planning and having different times for working out and watching film in smaller groups, that's been the toughest part. Our kids have handled it well. I think our coaches have probably uh, been more affected than the kids.
2: Well, you started off four zero. said that a couple of times, and that's a great start, obviously. Uh, but I have an in, my insider source uh, told me that you have lost a lot. You lost a large crop of seniors from last year to this year, and we're kind of expecting that maybe this would have been a down year. Have you been surprised at the success your Jaguars have found early in the year?
5: Uh, no I, I wouldn't say surprise I mean we lost a good group a good class last year I think you know last year we were really talented defensively we were very young on offense and, and we're still very young on offense we have uh, two starters two senior starters on offense uh, this year um they were really all sophomores last year we we struggled at times on offense last year but played really well defensively um, I think you know part of part of uh, I think our coaches did a great job of going out through through these last four months and we got a few kids out uh, back out playing football that hadn't played the last few years uh, for different reasons. And, um, and they've been able to come in and contribute immediately. And I think we have four, four guys starting on defense that haven't played football the last two years. So, so definitely uh, getting some, some of our, some kids back out um, that, that had, had you know, had focused on baseball or, or, or just kind of giving up, giving up football for different reasons. has been a big key to our defenses, defensive success. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we knew that we had a lot of talent come back offensively and, 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 you know, I thought defensively coming into it, if we could just kind of grow and, and maintain early on that, we would a chance to, to be pretty good.
2: Well, you mentioned your house that's in, uh, down South Alabama and, uh, working on getting it sold and having it sold and making sure it's good. Uh, you adjusted from a really successful program in Daphne to come up to Northridge and coming to Tuscaloosa where the culture is maybe a little bit different. How was that a tough adjustment um, moving from Daphne and moving from such a strong program to Northridge?
5: Well, it's definitely different. I I don't know how tough it was. It it was a, it was a learning curve for me. Um, You know, I I was, I've coached in the Mobile and Ball County area my, my entire career until I got here. And just the, Um, You know, a lot of media, a lot of uh, a lot of press, a lot of uh, focus on athletics, especially football in that area, um, from a recruiting standpoint, from a you know big nationally televised game standpoint, those kind of things. And I think sometimes you kind of feel like that's the way it is everywhere. So when I got here, I think I think it definitely was a little different. Um, uh, The I think this year is the off season. I really I told a lot of different people. I think we had a lot of really good programs in Tuscaloosa that were playing each other. And I thought it would be a very exciting year. That's one one of the big things I was hoping that we'd have a season because there was a lot of great Tuscaloosa matchups. And and because of that I think there's been a lot more excitement this year than there has been the last few years with, you know, just, just covering these, these the Hillcrest games and uh and you know these inner inner city, intercounty games that that we have on on paper. And that that's that's been exciting for our kids. It's been exciting for I think the fans around the city and, and county. So um, so I, I love the direction we're going. It was it was an adjustment, but you know we're, we're working to continue to increase exposure for our kids and our programs.
2: Well, you mentioned the media, the media focus down in uh, Baldwin County, and I just wanted to, it's, it's been my first year kind of on the beat, my first year in this pro role at Tide One Hundred Nine, and we're really going to be committed going forward to hi- highlighting you guys and covering your games, and we're really excited about that. And, and it is exactly like you said. There have been a lot of Tuscaloosa area teams that have really surprised me and impressed me, and I'm looking down the line on the schedule, and we're going to get some good matchups in be- with some of these teams that have had some early season success.
5: Yeah, and I think again, you guys have done a great job. It's been great to see you guys out at, at on the sideline at, at all of our games. You know, uh, TA, Northbridge, Hillcrest, Central, Bright, Gordo—all these games that we're covering—and that, that's huge, uh, huge for our kids and our programs. And and there are some good matchups coming. You know, we we have a uh, um, obviously a big matchup this week with, with Brookwood, a region game. But, and then we go to Gordo, who obviously has a great program, number three-ranked team in 4A. And Hillcrest, who will be a top-ten team by the time we get to them in 6A. And, and County High, which is our big rival at the end of the year. So, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of great matchups here um, and, and left on the plate here in Tuscaloosa.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. From a personal level, just loving football, I'm, I'm excited about it. Did you see the crazy play of this past weekend that Hillcrest made to stay undefeated?
5: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we were actually kind of following it uh through through uh someone was texting us after our game cuz it was a, it was a late, I guess it was delayed there for a little bit. Yeah, they a had late, a lightning uh, late delay late at halftime. Yeah, so we we finished with our game and we were able to actually kind of get the play by play on that last play uh through text messages. It's crazy. I, I talked to coach Adams last night asking for his autograph. You know, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Tom Brady, everyone's, you know, <laughs> retweeting him and this kind of stuff. So I I just uh Really, really excited for them, and that 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 kind of win. Those are those are fun, um, and uh, and again, any exposure for for the Tuscaloosa area football athletics in general. Um, it is great exposure. Yeah,
2: it's awesome. Do you have a, a play kind of similar to that, or do you practice something like that? Uh, I remember when I played high school football. I was ex- full disclosure. I was extremely average as an athlete, but but on Thursdays uh, prior to the game, the last play uh '94 win. Now it kind of looked similar ish to to, and we just drew it up and ran it against air. Do you guys have so, something similar in your in your bag of tricks?
5: We do, we do. I think you know most most people are going to go into it, different different philosophies on end of the game situations. You know, we try to practice and uh, uh, you know if we're forty in, you know, kind of hell if we can get the ball to the end zone, how, how we're going to run Hail Mary type situations. If we're outside of our quarterback's range, we have a um, a play and you know similar that we know we're going to have to 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 kind of start that uh, start that that pitching game and so. <laughs> So every you do practice it. Uh, we probably haven't practiced it enough lately. But uh, but you know credit kudos to them for for getting it started and, and and their kids being aware of what they needed to do. You can't really put kids in a situation that that kind of that kind of deal is always going to change. It's going to be different no matter how many times you do it. Oh yeah. You just got to have them some rules and some things in place where they know uh, that hey this is this is what we have to do and then it's up to y'all to make those kind of plays and you they and you got to have a little luck and they got a little luck there too so that's a big big time win big time exposure for the Tuscaloosa area and and I'm real happy Sam Adams is a great guy and um you know he, he's he's you know big time now I don't know if he will talk to him anymore but uh but <laughs> well, they're, they're excited I, for Hillcrest
2: I got to talk to him Friday night late and I'm going to uh, ideally have him on in this same time slot tomorrow uh, if he can pencil me in, if he, if he hasn't been scheduled out by ESPN or someone like that,
5: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure one of the national networks has already got him. So you have to you have to wait in line. That's
2: right. That's good, uh, coach. You, you added a pretty big name to your defensive staff just before the season started, and I don't really care about uh, how Coach Copeland left TA, but the fact of the matter is he's on your staff now. Uh, and so, what does he provide to your team that that, that has really been a, a something that you've noticed in the first four or five weeks since he's been on your staff?
5: Well, I think one of the things that we fought here in Tuscaloosa, too, the, the outside of the culture, what this kind of kind of goes hand in hand is is, is the emphasis on on high, on getting uh, teachers and coaches um, here in our system um, in this area and, and keeping them here, yeah. and, and for different reasons, and they're things that we're trying to improve on, um, and, and our numbers of, of actually coaches that have been um, we, we've struggled to 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 be where we needed to be in 6A football. So um, we were able to go out and not just not just Coach Copeland, uh, Martin Houston. There is is on our staff now, um, working with us. Uh, a guy named Rob Hall, who is a former defensive lineman from Duke, um, who who's been a head coach in a private school league as well as on our staff defensive staff, and and being able to go out and get some really good people who are not in our school system as teachers, but who get here and, and work their tails off um, with our kids after school and um, and you know on, on through practice and Friday nights, and just having that experience having those uh those kind of men around around our guys is, is crucial it's crucial for the development of them as athletes but more importantly just um as humans and, and that's that's the ultimate goal and, and coach copeland has done a phenomenal job with creating relationships with our kids um and uh you know he has a wealth of knowledge you know martin houston has a wealth of knowledge and uh, all these guys all of our coaches have been very very proud of our defensive coaching staff, um, especially. We have new defensive coordinators who were here last year who are co-coordinators now, and um, they've just done a really, really nice job of, of being positive and, and developing the kids and getting them playing hard.
2: Well, your defense speaking is going right into that training. Your defense has given up six points per game this season, and a, lots of, a lot of people just on paper are impressed with your strong running game. You've, you've run the ball on pretty much every team you've played, uh, but Personally, I think that the defense only giving up six points uh, per game is more impressive. Which side of the ball, if you had to pick, are you more impressed with?
5: Well, you know, I, I think uh, – um, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> answer that is – I I'll still have fun. to ask you. I, I, I think the positive thing defensively is the buy-in to a new, a new system that we're running um, defensively. Buy-in to the, uh, some new coaches. Um, they're playing hard. We're keeping things simple. Um, you know – Time possession-wise, we haven't been great defensively. We've, we've, uh, you know, had a hard time at times getting off the field, but we've been able to keep people out of the end zone, and that's the most important thing. And and part of that's just not giving up big plays. And and we've got some guys on the back end, um, a couple uh, defensive backs who who are very, very athletic that um, are kind of, are helping us not give up big plays that we've given up in the past few years, and, and um, that's kind of been our nemesis uh, the last few years. So, um, so very proud of, of, of all of our guys for for doing that offensively. You know, we're we're you know pretty good up front, offensive line wise. We we coming into here, we knew we could run the football, or we thought we could run the football, and and again, we got some wideouts that can get it out, get the ball out in space too. So, so it's a nice combination of both, and you got to have both working together to to, um, to to win to win big ball games.
2: Certainly, certainly. Well, uh, a team in our area, the team you're about to play this week, Brookwood, has just kind of come off uh, experiencing guys being out due to COVID, uh, having to sit out uh, for for contact tracing purposes. Uh, Coach, uh, Coach Bramlett told me that none of his players ended up testing positive, but due to contact tracing, they ended up having to sit out. Uh, has your program in the last five or six weeks uh, well, really, since y'all been started uh, at the end of July, had to deal with any positive COVID cases or kids going into quarantine due to contact tracing?
5: We we have, uh, you know, I think everyone's dealt with it to some extent. You know, and I, I think, you know, not being in school for us, uh, as you know, some of their, a lot of their contact tracing is happening through uh, classrooms, Certainly. through buses and, and stuff like that. And so far, right now, we haven't really had to deal with that. Now, we'll be going back to school here in a couple of weeks. Um, and that'll that will change. Um, you know there's only so much that we we're able to do and say you know with this and I'm very always very careful with, with how we um, how we approach this. you know we, we have to be uh, limit exposure as much as we can, but we can't stop it We, we can't we can't eliminate the the possibility of, of kids getting sick um, or testing positive or being exposed but but we're doing our best to to try to limit that and, and um, keeping people as uh, separated as, as possible, um, and, uh, you know, the contact tracing thing, that kind of falls back on the Alabama Department of Public Health, and, and we we kind of do what, whatever they tell us to do. If they tell us that, you know, um, this is what they need, documentation, wh- whatever we're asked to do, we, we do, and, and we follow their guidelines and follow their advice.
2: Well, my insider source, uh, as you probably have figured out by now, is Martin Houston. I work with him early in the morning. And he told me that I, that I need to ask you about Little Eric Street. He says he's our best running back, but he's also uh, has a strong character off the field and is a strong leader for the team. What can you tell us, what can you tell the listeners and uh, you know the, the, the average fans in Tuscaloosa about uh, your running back, Little Eric Street, and what he brings both on the field and what he provides to your team off the field as well?
5: yeah we've been really proud of all of our team and, and the the leadership that we've had the kind of camaraderie the attitude the pot you know we don't we don't have one guy in particular that just gets all the accolades and, and and a lot of times in those situations you have a bunch of guys who who may feel they're not getting enough carries they're not getting enough touches on you know passes thrown whatever um and we haven't had that everyone's been pulling for each other. Lee Eric is a great example of that, you know. He's a guy that last year went out and, and and top twenty plus carries in, I think three or four different games last year. So um, I think I don't think he's had more than seven carries uh, outside. I guess in one game he had he had uh, ten ten plus, but um, he hasn't had very many carries so far. And to to keep a positive attitude, um, it, it will help us from a football standpoint down the road. We'll keep him guys fresh, but. But there is no, uh, there is no ego there. He just loves playing the game of football. He loves being around guys. He loves being around coaches, and um, he's just he's a joy to coach. He's, he's always positive. He's always smiling, and and he he runs as hard, you know, as, as, as anybody that you'll ever see, um, and with really no no. Uh, he never never worries about the his own body i mean he's going to throw himself into just about any anything and anyone that he can throw himself into if it means getting an extra yard or two so um, he he's been a great great leader for us and i'm um, look forward to him continuing to develop and and, and his future in the game of football Coach,
2: when you win and now you've won four in a row, do you have a specific meal or song or routine or celebratory thing that you do that's okay? It's Friday night or it's Saturday day, and you know, I'm going to do my victory, whatever it is. Do you have anything that you uh, stick to after a win?
5: Well, we, we haven't had enough wins around here to have very many, uh, <laughs> to have very many, uh, you know, things, superstitions, uh, so far. But no, we, I, I'm not a, honestly, not, not a big superstitious guy. You know, I, I wake up, I get home and start trying to figure out how um, what we messed up on, what we can improve on. Sure. And, and, and I leave the songs to the kids and, and they, they, I'm sure that they do, they do some stuff and, and do some things that, um, from a, from a routine standpoint, superstition standpoint. But, but for me, I really don't, um, uh, probably should, but, but, uh, I, my mind didn't work that way.
2: <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Well, if, what's one player on your team that the average fan or the amateur reporter like myself wouldn't notice that you think is, that you would say this person is, this player is important to our team's success?
5: Well, yeah, you know, up front, offensive line-wise, never get enough attention. Sure. Um, I, I think we have one of the best offensive linemen in the state of Alabama, Kidd and Gerardo. And if, I think you listeners out there have an opportunity to put film on and watch him uh, on Friday nights. It's a, uh, um, it's fun to watch because he's athletic and as aggressive and is, a uh, um, kind of that alpha male mentality up front that, that you have to have. And, um, as a super student, um, big time student, and, and there's a huge, a huge future ahead of him as a, as a academic, um, in, in, in academic in college and athletically in college. And, um, you know, up front, you know, those guys never get enough attention and, and he, he's kind of the, uh, the guy up front that, that has played really lights out and, and, um, you know, uh, and all of our guys. Our only senior really up front right now is a kid named Philip Guthrie, who has some 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 offers and has been a three year starter for us. So so those guys never get enough attention, never get enough credit for for what we're able to do, uh, especially in the run game. And um, but but Ken's a special one.
2: Excellent, excellent. Were you at Northridge when? Uh, now I'm, I'm filling in. Full disclosure for Travis Ryer. uh he's out of town. Were you at Northridge when his daughter Savannah was kicking?
5: Um, so I got here the spring. Uh, Savannah was playing soccer her senior year By the time I got here. So I missed her as a football player. I watched her as a soccer player. Okay. All right. All right.
2: Well, always going to ask about her play, but I think everybody knows how strong, how, how athletic she was and how impressive she was during her time at Northridge, uh, kicking back there. So, um, We'll ask you about a different uh, tied one hundred nine child, and you've already mentioned him, Simeon Houston, uh, Martin's son, uh, one of our favorite players, just for obvious reasons. Uh, talk about what he offers at uh, your team as a running back slash fullback, H back, and even uh, Martin told me he got some run at playing nose guard, defensive line in one of the more recent games.
5: Yeah, Simeon's a special kid. He's a, he's a, just a, a high high character kid. Um, and and you know having a chance to coach him for the last four years has, has been great he, he does a great job off season weight room stuff and um he's one of our stronger kids and um you know he's just a high character guy that that as a football player we're able to do a lot of different things we have four running backs that we that that are able to play a little bit of fullback h-back a little bit of wide out a little bit of running back you know simeon's going over and playing some d-line so um you know that we're able to move them around, and that helps. You know, with what we try to do offensively, we try to create matchup problems within the run game, um, and, and being able to to, to move around um, with, without changing personnel is is, is critical, um, and, and and can really really help us. And Simeon's able to do that, and and he's a, he's a smart kid who's able to pick up on things and enjoys the game of football. And that's that's my biggest thing with guys, man. Is just hey, you gotta love, you gotta love this game. It's not an easy game, and, and if you love it. Um, you show up every day with the mentality that you're going to get better and you just enjoy playing the game of football. I have nothing but respect for you because it's not an easy game. Um, and, um, and you got, and there's a lot of good players out there that don't really like playing the game of football. And, um, and Simeon's one of those guys that love it, uh, that loves it. So really proud of him. And, and you mentioned Savannah. We, we have, uh, Eileen Charles now who is, a, one a female kicker for us. Okay. And, um, and who she started for us last year was, did miss an extra point last year. Eight and nine from field goals last year as a tenth grader, um, and and you you see people like her who get a chance to look up to people like Savannah, and it's it's really fun to watch. And Eileen's a very very similar athlete who was on the Final Four basketball team, started on the Final Four v- basketball team here. Um, she's a, one of our best soccer players on a top five soccer program. Very again, very similar to Savannah. But but you have these role models, especially for female athletes, that it's crucial. Um, and Savannah did a great job with that, and, and Eileen's kind of carrying that on here, and and I'm sure there'll be more um, more females to come in the game of football. We're seeing them all over the state in different different roles, and um, and that's that's just really exciting to have.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That, uh, Savannah, paving the way. That's that's great. Uh, I'm sure Travis is probably already knows about that, but I'll make sure he does know about that uh, when he returns from vacation. T- All right, two more quick ones. Coach Vickery, we're talking to Coach Vickery from Northridge Jaguars, undefeated. Coach, thank you so much for your time so far today. I've really enjoyed it. I think I could probably take the whole show with you real quick, but I'm going to finish with two quick ones here. Well, with a win over Brookwood, your team is going to clinch a playoff spot, uh, something we uh, the Jaguars haven't done uh recently what would that mean to you in uh terms of you know your team's goals and where you see your program is at and then specifically about brookwood they run kind of a triple option georgia tech uh paul johnson style offense uh how difficult is that for your team to to prepare for as they don't usually see that throughout the weeks
5: yeah you know so from a from a goal standpoint program standpoint you know we have not made the playoffs since I've been here so you know our goal going into each year is to, is to win a region championship I say that every year um, and and strictly because uh, that guarantees us a playoff spot and guarantees us probably you know a, a good seed in the tournament that happens at the end of the year right the high school playoffs so so that's always our goal so any every region game is super important to be able to chance to get it to have a chance to get into the playoffs um with with these kids it, it's huge for the amount of work they put in and, and our our coaches have put in to get to that point so so if we're able to get there in the in the days of uh, of covid-19 you just never know um <laughs> amen. The, there's no guarantees or locked playoff spots by any means at this oh, point but amen. um but you know we are we're you know in a much better spot than we have been and as far as brookwood goes you know coach bramlett is is a phenomenal coach He's a good good person and and um you know, he'll have his guys ready not only is the offense really tough to prepare for in a week's time it it's it's different too because they've had so many guys in and out for mm-hmm. different reasons um the quarantine stuff so so we're it's hard to kind of gauge on who you know who you're preparing for um at times so so you know we we uh working on it all week is it, a big challenge for our defensive guys our coaches and players and um it'll be a, a big challenge for our defensive coaches who this is their first year kind of kind of running a defense together and um and and so the the challenge is, is is there for them to put a plan together to stop an offense they ha- we haven't seen yet so um you know look forward to watching them play well,
2: excellent. Thank you so much for your time, coach. We're going to have a Dom Taylor is going to be out uh, watching Northridge and Brookwood, and we'll have a write up on Tide 109. I'll be looking forward to reading that late Friday night, uh, p- approving that for our site. Uh, good Absolutely. luck the rest of your way. I know for sure I'm going to be out at uh, Gordo Northridge uh, next week, probably more as a spectator than anything else. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm, and, I'm looking. F- yeah, go ahead.
5: And that game, that game for everyone out there it was moved to a Thursday night game, um, so Pickens it's a Thursday night game at Pickens County High School, yep. That's
2: right. The Gordo's playing all their home games at Pickens County for the fans this year uh, due to construction at their own stadium. So that's uh, I appreciate you mentioning that. It's going to be uh, on a Thursday night. Uh, and yep. it's going to be exciting. But first things first, we're going to uh, play Brookwood and see how that goes. And Todd 109 is really looking forward to that. Coach, thanks so much for your time today. And best of luck the rest of the year. Hopefully we'll catch up soon.
5: All right, thank you very much. Thank you for covering high school athletics.
2: No problem. We love doing it. Thank you so much. Have All a great day. Right. Yes, sir. That's Mike uh, Mike Vickery, head coach of the Northridge Jaguars. He was uh, uh, gracious enough to give me uh, really more time than I, than I deserve this morning here, here on Southern Fried Sports. Uh, as you heard, Travis's daughter Savannah paving the way for a new female kicker for the Northridge Jaguars. And we know that Martin Houston's son, Simeon Houston, is a senior on that Jaguars team. They're undefeated 4-0. They're going to be playing at Brookwood this Friday night. And with a win, they will clinch a playoff spot for the first time in Coach Vickery's tenure with the Jaguars. We're going to come back, and we got another little bit of Southern Fried Sports to go today. Uh, I'm Joe Gaither. You're listening to Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9.
0: Cloudy and breezy with periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 75. Tonight's low, 65. Tomorrow, rain ending during the morning, maybe some clearing late in the day. The high, 78. And a beautiful day on Friday, partly to mostly sunny. The high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9.
2: Welcome back into Southern Fried Sports. It's been a fun Wednesday for me. Honestly, I love covering the high school sports. So, big thanks to Coach Vickery for joining me. Uh, 20-25 minutes talking about his Northridge Jaguars. We'll see if they can go throughout the season. Now, if they get past Brookwood, they have two monster games in a row. They're playing Gordo like we just talked about. But then the week after, they're going to take on Hillcrest, which will be no easy feat. You'll have the three undefeated teams. You'll you'll have Northridge taking on the other two undefeated teams in this area in back-to-back weeks. Now, thanks to some great technical engineering from our producers, uh, I think they figured out a problem. I think our mic
4: is back on. James Ludeman, how are you feeling over there? I'm feeling great, man. Oh, you sound great. (laughs) Oh, we are back. We are bringing Doug back. Yeah, you sound great. So basically
2: what we think happened, and this is a behind-the-curtain scene, I think I kicked something underneath the – the box under, under, underneath all the tech stuff, and it made the mic sound like... Uh,
4: but, J- but Th- James, you fixed it. I cannot confirm nor deny No, I'll take
2: responsibility. Happened. A good leader takes responsibility. Uh, so that that was probably my fault.
4: Uh, you know, we we could we could blame people, but it's working now. That let's 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 stop focusing on half empty and let's look at the glass half full, people. Absolutely, James. T- talk to us about the Big
2: Big Ten and how you feel about them coming back to play. You, we, me and Tab had a little talk earlier, but uh, what do you what do you think? Are you happy that the Big Ten is actually going to come back? Do you think if uh, Ohio State goes eight and zero and wins the Big Ten championship, they should go to the playoff? Uh, what, what,
4: playoffs? What? Don't talk about it. playoffs. <laughs> playoffs no what do you mean playoffs to me no listen I I honestly think and and this is just I I don't know it's it's difficult because it's 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 one of the things where you know you look at the at the Big Ten and they're like okay maybe we shouldn't have quit in the first place you know and that's that's the frustration I think for us is that we're sitting there going why would you make a stupid decision like this not knowing everything that's going on. You see these other three conferences that haven't moved, and now, now we're going to have to wait another month for them to come back. I mean, it's 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 messing up the rankings. It's messing up the playoff scenario. I mean, it, it's just a mess, and the Big Ten's going to, I don't know. It's a mess. And
2: this, and this is from Greg Sankey uh, earlier on the Chuck Oliver Show, asked about the Big Ten's uh, decision. He, he is, quote, I've seen they've made an, an announcement of a plan to actually play football this fall. I look forward to understanding more. Good for the student-athletes in the Big Ten. I wish them well in their endeavors. And I totally agree with you, Greg Sankey. I wish them well and good for the student-athletes. And it's just like uh, our our buddy James just said. uh, Why did they make the decision to cancel anyways? What I don't quite grasp is you see the SEC and you see the ACC. They all kind of kicked their schedule down the the road just a little bit. SEC kicked it down three weeks. ACC kicked their schedule down two weeks. Big 12 basically kicked their schedule down one or two weeks. Why couldn't the Big Ten do the same exact thing? You know, because... Worst worst comes to worst, and oh gosh, you can still cancel the season now. But you you pushed off you, you know SEC we pushed our season down, giving everybody a chance to get back into school, see how the cases were going to go. Get past Labor Day, man. I'll tell you what Labor Day was a stressful uh, marker for me because I had heard rumors that oh we're just going to send all the kids back home after Labor Day, and once Labor Day hits, where everybody's going to go back home, and uh, we're going to cancel football because the the, the uh, we'll have everybody's money, and all the cases will be out of control, and we're just going to cancel everything. And I was. I'm so thankful we're now like ten days past Labor Day, but you know, Tommy, yeah, you are number one in our fantasy football league right now. Did you know that?
1: That's a that's a curse. Not by much. That's a curse. Well,
2: that's you are, but so what do you think about the uh, the Big Ten's decision to return to play this? Uh, the one today? thing
1: the one thing that I've always said about this whole situation is I want the kids to come back in a safe manner. Certainly. I had no problem with the SEC or the ACC or the Big Twelve coming back because I've, if I'm correct, and both of you can either deny or tell me I'm wrong, which you you can do it already in real life. They already had procedures in place, and they were set for COVID. With Big Ten from the get-go, it was a crapshoot. You could have thrown a card at the wall, and if it was eight of hearts, you won. I mean, that's what was so confusing and annoying with Kevin Warren, is if everyone's arguing with him, and he goes, eh, eh, I'll just cancel the season. I am a strong proponent of playing the game as long as everything is safe. If the world's on fire, maybe not play the game. (laughs) If we have precautions in place for COVID, we are in the middle of a pandemic and we can do it safely, then let's freaking do it. We all need sports. We're all losing our minds here. Someone's wearing a Chicago Bears hat and I'm wearing a Braves hat. I mean, we need sports. You're wearing an Alabama Crimson Tide sweatshirt for God's sake.
2: Yeah, it's been a it's been a weird pandemic for me because I've like yeah I've been watching a lot of Netflix and stuff but it's just not the same it doesn't hold my, my, my attention the same way that live sports does last night watching the heat and Celtics getting down to the wire I was like this is the real juice give me some of this and the NBA oh, bubble has grown work- oh, yes go, exactly go, that's, 50, that's the juice the NBA. <laughs> that's the real juice right there straight from the Hillcrest call if you didn't see the Hillcrest play or hear the Brent Jones call that's his color man losing his mind that's what sports gives us. You know, yeah, I like watching a good drama on Netflix. I watch, like, I like watching a good, good movie where I'm into it. You know, the plots thickening and twist and turning. But it's nothing like sports, where, it, like, okay, so the Heat and Celtics played to overtime. They were back and forth all night long. And the fact of the matter of the the Nuggets beating the Clippers last night, beat them by by nearly thirty, uh, to, to, to complete a three to one comeback. Their second three to one series comeback of the playoffs. Like that's the juice that i uh, that I've been missing, and I'm really excited about. It. So for the Big Ten to come back, it's just more juice the better. Maybe I'm just like an addict. Wait, the but... Clippers lost.
4: Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 Perfect. The Clippers
2: lost. Then that's unfortunate. They're gonna have to go back to the drawing board. Do you think they should fire Doc Rivers?
4: Uh, actually, no, I don't. I I, I love I do. Doc Rivers. I do.
2: Overrated. Overrated. No. Only coach to lose three series, up three one. Only one, one. He's he's a single championship away from being, you know, not not as highly re- revered.
4: Wrong. I mean, I completely disagree with you. Uh, but it's okay. I'm just not a big fan of. <laughs> I'm just not a big fan. Uh,
2: fan. Uh, Doc Rivers. Uh, I'm gonna uh, trade for my son. Um, oh! oh!
1: With either Crawford oh! or the ball.
2: All right, I think we probably got to get out of here before we have too much fun. <laughs> before we get punched
1: by Brett Jones. Yeah,
2: but or, or you know, or, or David Debose comes up and yanks us off the air. Well, I'm going to be back tomorrow. Uh, I got two more days of Southern Fried Sports, and tomorrow we'll be talking to Hillcrest coach Sam Adams. Well he, we, we might play that call for him and let's see if he reacts. See, see, see if he thinks that's funny or not. Uh, but we will definitely ask him about the play, ask him about his guy Ethan Crawford, and ask him about this weekend's matchup against Hueytown. Uh, I'm Joe Gaither. This was Southern Fried Sports. This was a blast. James Ludeman on the other side. Tommy Paradise helping me for a little bit, and Tab Bystrick earlier in the program. Big thanks to everybody helping me out, making me sound good. You got Jay Barker show coming up next. Ryan Fowler in the game after that, and we'll have a little Tide tonight to close down the evening. You're listening to the Tide 100.9. Thank you
0: for.